It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. All right, everyone. It's another NFL in London podcast. It's Wade McWayne, Ryan Cull. Hello. Very exciting, Ryan, because not only have we had the NFL draft, but we now know who is coming to London. I know. Literally, we couldn't have timed this podcast any better. Oh, it's like if the birth of your second baby could only... I mean, that'd be three months premature, so that would be horrible for it. But it's it's celebration all around. It's exciting, exciting times. Um, So we do know they have finally announced, although there's been crazy speculation all week, it will be October 2nd, Minnesota Vikings visiting New Orleans Saints. Uh, October 9th, New York Giants visiting the Green Bay Packers. And October 30th, Denver Broncos visiting Jacksonville Jaguars at Wembley. The first two games uh, will be at Tottenham. And everyone was talking that it was going to be um, KCKC versus Tampa Bay, but it looks like it's now going to be the Seattle Seahawks actually playing. So Seattle Seahawks in Munich. But uh, yeah, I, I got to say, this is the best um, London games we've ever had. I don't know. Um, like, well, I think from like all together, like there have been some dogs in the past, but like I think I think Green Bay, at least with the Giants, you got you got a new coach, you got you get to see Saquon. There's some pieces there. You got then you got Rodgers. I think Saints Minnesota is a good game. And um, you get to see Russell Wilson, which against, you know, you get to Again Trevor Lawrence, but you know, they'll yeah. be better with Jacksonville. So I think it's good. I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, I mean in terms of look, we don't we always sort of get the dogs in the fight, but uh look, it's it's games, it's always good. We're getting some names, some actual quarterbacks. Well, we have we've had Super Bowl winners before. Yeah, no, so but... uh you know, it's 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 hey look, it's teams, it's good. We're good to have great it's good to have games, three games on so early October, uh, which means pretty much start of the season. We're talking uh right off the get go. Obviously as we know because the World Cup and uh as we oh, also yeah. know there is a war going on. Surprisingly, uh, when the uh, when the Gulf War was going on, uh, a bunch of Americans said they wouldn't travel as a result of which, and, and it's even more so now. Uh, a lot of Americans saying they won't go to Germany because it's close to the war, which is it's just ridiculous. But you know, more yeah, seats for us. Exactly, more seats in Germany, more seats in London. I would actually uh, like to go to. Germany. I don't really care for the. I don't want to watch Geno Smith or Drew Locke. So like if, but I think and a little a little road trip to watch the Germany game, absolutely. Uh, but not that one. That's that's the worst game of them all. I think Tom Brady in Germany. Uh, yeah, but against Seattle, is unless they get Baker. If they get Baker, then that's the best game. Yeah, well, I think as we've seen, we'll, we'll get into Baker, but it looks like he'll probably be staying put for the rest of this season. Uh, NFL draft is in. Uh, results are in. Uh, I mean, you know, it was hard because there wasn't that many marquee, marquee names. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the best thing, I think, is just George Pickens, the, the, the image, the meme of George Pickens. He got picked by Pittsburgh just sitting there uh, with his little snood on. Um <laughs> In terms of, yeah, I mean, the Jets had a great draft. I think the Detroit Lions had a not bad. Apparently, the Jets have had the greatest draft in the history. History of drafts. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's comparable to, you know, obviously New England Patriots making some bizarre choices. You know, a lot of people go, oh, Bill Belichick sucks at the draft. But, uh, you know, sometimes these guys work out. Uh, maybe not in Keel. Hey, don't you know he is playing chess while the rest of us are Deckers. playing hungry, hungry hippos. Um, so we'll, uh, behoove us to see what, what sort of comes out of it. Um, but you know, in terms of it, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of talent taken again. We're not going to, we're not going to know what the hell happens. I thought the couple things I think that I found really surprising. I, I was when, um, Detroit, first of all, I like Detroit's draft. I think Detroit 
is going to be a sneaky team in your division now. I think going up and getting Jamison Williams, I think what surprised me was how little it costs to go from like 32 to 12. Like mm-hmm. They didn't even have to give up a number one next year. That's like a 20 spot jump, which yeah. just shows you what people thought about this, that in years past, there's no way you're doing that without a next year's one. So, which makes me then, because of that great pickup to go and get Jameson Williams, which is fantastic, it just makes me think that how did Green Bay not take those two number ones and move up into the top 10 and just get one of the absolute lights out receivers? To me, considering how little you had to pay to move up, I thought that was a huge mistake by the Packers, but they're going to sit and be like, we got our defense, but we'll see. I think that was a huge opportunity. It wasn't really an expensive night to move up. People were moving up and down like crazy because no one really wanted to pick. So uh, I don't know. I think there was so many good receivers. They should have done that. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting, I mean, in terms of, as you mentioned it, in terms of, you know, just having that sort of wherewithal uh, in, in terms of the draft, it seems like a lot of teams were sort of calling it in, whereas you mentioned Detroit. You know, they, they were making and moving and having some fun with it, uh, even moving so quickly that they got their draft pick in so early that the NFL was pissed at them because uh, it's supposed to be drama on TV. Yeah. Not calling There's no drama, drama in the second pick, really. Like, yeah. get over it. It's still, get over it. As much as you think this is super drama, it's still the draft. Like, it's not that dramatic. Mm. Well, at the end of the day, though, I mean, look, there were some teams got some good talent. We won't know how people burn out or turn out because you, know, you, you look at someone like a Cooper Cup. You know, pick seven in oh, the course, third round. Right? It's so just, we, it's just a way to get excited, right? Everyone's excited. If you're a Jets fan, you can't not be excited, though, right? Like, look at you, what you ended up with. You know, you got the best corner, one of the best receivers. You had like, Zach Wilson's mom, the best running back. Like, yeah. you know, you got that. So, to me, with that Jet, like, I think the Jets are like sneaky. It'll be sneaky tough. Like if Zach Wilson can make again, it's with him and Tua. It's all about that jump now, right? And fans are just seeing like, look at all these loaded weapons we've given you. It's now on them, hundred percent. If they don't do it, then like they've kind of done a good thing too, where they've set themselves up to be really attractive for a quarterback next year. Because what we've learned in this NFL offseason is literally everyone is up for sale. Yeah, and and no one's safe except for like three or four people. You're right in, in that, and it's surprisingly that the Jets were able to make such, you know, actually good trades and, and things together. Let's not forget, too, that the Jets at the end of last season were actually... The starting, Jets have won many drafts. They <laughs> so, have, but they yeah. were starting to put together, I mean, fantasy-wise, Michael Carter and guys like that, they were winning some. They were winning me some fantasy points, Berrios, guys like that at the end. So now they've got, you know, an even more stacked line of players. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, will Zach Wilson, you know, he, he seemed to be finding a bit of a groove. It seemed like the team was starting to pull together the start of the season it was just they were all in over their heads we'll see i think the excitement's high in new york so um there i don't think there's going to be a lot of patience with zach wilson this year especially like he was bad last year yeah he was he had some really bad games like he had a couple of decent ones he showed the arm strength which is what but he had a bad team but it it was ugly at sometimes and this there's no way with all these weapons now and the same thing you can say now with philly Mm-hmm. right with the trade for aj brown which to me like you're already seeing like um ryan Tannehill is just like what the uh, fuck dude? Like, ryan Tannehill. He looks uh, like he looks like he has to do a press like a a, a eulogy when yeah, he, I mean, of his press conference for a guy who wasn't really known for his soft and warm um demeanor anyway uh, you know, Tannehill obviously coming into things and I don't have to, I don't have to you know um be a mentor to Malik Willis 
Um, he doesn't. Fun. He yeah, doesn't. Yeah. You know, he's got. He's competing for. He's competing against the guy, yeah. um, which you know a lot of people. You know, you got. You know, Kirk and uh, the rest of the guys. Oh, you got to sh- shut up! I mean, it's a young guy. It's like no. He, but it's maybe a little early. You know, maybe to be grumpy Gus out of the bed like that. Yeah. Uh, but Tanny, it's so funny that people think that way, right? Where they're like, "Oh, you should, you know, be helping them." How many people in your real job, if they brought someone in that's clearly there to take your job, oh, how yeah. how much would you be showing them the ropes, right? Yeah, here's yeah, Karen. You know, she's a millennial. She's here to take your job. Take your job. Watch the show her the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Karen, go. Like you go do your own thing. Like listen, it's an absolute silly thing. He doesn't have to do it. He's competing against them. Everyone yep. on that team is competing against each other. These are their livelihoods. It's not just like some stupid high school thing where you're like, be a, be a good leader. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, the choke and and the failure of the playoffs of the Titans does rest mostly on, I would say, in the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill. You know, not being able to put that together, have, going in there with such momentum and, and then just screwing it up. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad that game. And now you just made it worse for him. Like, sure, maybe Trayvon Burks might be as good, but he's no way he's going to be as good right this next year as A.J. Brown, who is now the first receiver to get the 100 mil after three years, yeah. which is now literally – so next year, Minnesota with Justin Jefferson, then Jamar Chase. So now you no longer have four years with your receivers. You only have three. So it's, and that's you, right? You have to be one of the special, special ones. Though, it's getting it. shorter and shorter. Uh, whose season is also shorter is Hopkins, uh, as we know, for the Cardinals. Uh, six, six games. He's a pedo. Sorry, P E D. Sorry, P E D. Hey, that's close. Uh, but if you are guys that get caught with a lot of PEDs, you're, you're pedos. Uh, so he doesn't even know where that came from. Um, and uh, he doesn't know how how he tested positive for any of that. It's a big surprise to him. Uh, he's going to ask uh, Deshaun Watson's masseuse to figure out if she put it in. See, this is why Putin. This is why Putin has that giant table, right? Yeah. Because doesn't doesn't trust anybody. You got to trust the people that are giving you this stuff to put in your body. And you're going to start making everyone paranoid. You're going to be like Howard Hughes with your little uh, tissue box slippers walking around because you're going to be so terrified now because you put your trust in these people. And I think his something I was heard something about, like is the guy who who's in charge of it has also like other people who've worked under him have been busted for PEDs as well. So it's like, why are you hiring this guy? Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be like, Hey, I, I can get you. Maybe, to, hey, I can, I can get you to pass a test, you know? And maybe guys. that's exactly why uh, they went and traded for Hollywood Brown in the draft. Could be. Right? It could, Where everyone, could be everyone was so surprised. Like when that happened, I was watching being like, give up a 23rd overall for Hollywood Brown. Like Hollywood Brown's good, mm-hmm. but he's, he's not big. Like he's not, he's deep ball, great number two, but I don't think he's like 25 million number one. And he gave up the 23rd for him. So they must have known this was coming down the pipeline. Had to be like, shit, we need to get someone. Because we already got a pissed off Kyler Murray who doesn't mm-hmm. want to play for us. Now he's losing his number one. We got to at least get him his best friend. It just seemed like a desperate move. Well, to- yeah, because you don't want to give the guy too many excuses. I mean, it was already enough, you know, he's already an excuse-prone guy. And so to leave it open like that where he's got excuses and, and things to say, well, I would have if you didn't take away my best receiver. You're right. Now he doesn't have that. Yep, well, he still like still doesn't have it, but he's still got a good team. But he's saying he's not going in without a new contract, so it'll be an interesting offseason with Arizona. See what happens. Gimme, 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 pay me, pay me, pay me. Uh, also, I mean, we talk about that. We talk about Debo Samuel. We, we talk about the the contracts that were offered. First, the Jets throw a big uh, offer at him. Uh, then Detroit throws a big offer at him, including first round pick, third round pick, no deal. 
no deal. And, you know, despite the fact that uh, Debo says, I want out, I want out, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan and, and uh, you know, John and the, and the team and all the big guys in the, in the office are saying, no, he's staying. So how do, how do you harmonize something like this um, when you've got, you know, the, the, the front office thinking they're going to find a way to, to keep <laughs> you? And you just say, no, I'm done. I'm not going to be used like a workhorse. It like doesn't, before. yeah, like, okay, why don't they just say, okay, we won't use you as a workhorse. We'll use you as a receiver. We love you. The problem is that they messed this up with the whole Jimmy G thing since the start. They should have got rid of him as soon as possible. Even just cut him. If you're not going to, you're not clearly not going to get anything for him now. Like, unless you're just waiting. But in the meantime, you could have used that $25 million to pay Debo and assure him that yeah you're not going to murder him within three years like i think i think he's kind of in the right in this one i think going saying like listen if you're going to destroy my body then pay me now so and they said no so he was like all right screw you guys yeah, i mean it, it's fair enough because we all watched last season we all saw it's like wow, wow they, 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 they've run out of options and it's like ooh, they're really using this young kid too much it was like um, the bills of josh allen where right? just like every play he was like running into people and you're like oh no okay they literally have no one else he's got to do this himself yeah and i mean so they say if the guy you know does get both knees blown out it's gonna be like oh thanks a lot for for giving us your effort that's it you know that's yeah that's why so, i think it's really i think again i don't know what's gonna happen i think he's they're gonna figure it out i think he's gonna stay he, he's saying right now he's not going to but i think like he's in a good situation, a good team, smart coach who gets him the ball. Like going to somewhere, like you could get traded to someone with a lackluster quarterback, and then there goes your legacy in a way. Well, yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, I mean, you know, as long as you're still delivering, I mean, he had the speed, he's got the the talent. Um, but to that, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to stay too much because then you become that onus. You know, that when the quarterback goes down, they rely on you more, um, and you're doing the running game. I can see why he's doing it. You know, obviously get your agents involved in this and, and try to involve it. But, um, you know, I, I can't see it working out. I can't see anyone. They're not going to allow anyone to take him. They're going to put up huge parameters to anyone who does want it. And so it's just going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, you get stuck with them. Um, and they didn't really do anything in the draft to replace him to look like they were trying. Like then in the second, like, they weren't just loading up on receiver being like, all right, we'll get rid of him. I think they're going to do everything in the power to make it work. I think they're just kind of trying to let cooler heads prevail, kind of like with the Kyler situation where that felt like it was going to blow up. And then everything was like two weeks later, it was like, oh, it's all good. And then it blew up again. And now we're just waiting. It'll cool down again. So I think it's just, just off-season drama. There is something to be said for sleeping on it. Um, yeah. And, and I think you start looking at it. <clears throat> I was reading today about Matt Ryan. Uh, and Matt Ryan, obviously 14 years playing for the Falcons, uh, dedicated himself to this. Um, and he basically said that, you know, he probably would have stayed in Atlanta had they not gone for that Deshaun Watson, had they not made the rumblings for it, which I think we all know a very big sign of disrespect. Here's a guy who's given himself and you're just like, uh, you're chasing after the skirt. You're going after the young one. And the moment, uh, yeah, the moment you tell your significant other you want an open marriage, you're, you're asking to be dumped. Yeah. So, like, uh, if they're not down with it, which they usually aren't, um, and it never works, so you got to especially in a town with so many strip clubs, you got to uh, leave. So, um, I'm, I think it's going to be one of the fun experiments again. Or it's either going to again, we've seen it before, where I think everyone, remember, how excited everyone was, Philip Rivers, and then Nitty, and then after like six games, you're like, oh, okay, Philip Rivers looks kind of like he shot, but even though he had like a decent year, it wasn't like. Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers. So, and again, Matt Ryan, this might be 
other than he does have Jonathan Taylor finally as a running game, which he almost never had. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of off receivers. I think I think they need they should have done something more to give him some more weapons in the offseason. But we'll see. We'll see how shoddy he really is. I, you know, I, I, I've said this before in the previous episode. I think this is going to be fantastic for them. I think the AFC should look out because I do think they will be a good team. And, and unlike Phillip Rivers, who seemed to be bloated on 12 kids, um, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, two kids ready to go. He's still, he's still got that youth. Uh, and, and I think he's seen it all. Um, he's still got a zip on him, too. So I, I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, a couple other guys, they did. I don't know if you saw, there was a, I think Rich Eisen was having a, a little fun thing. And, and RG3 was there. RG3 blasts through with like runs like a, a 4 8, uh, 4 4 8. Uh, and now, of course, there's teams that are like, oh, do you want to come and take a look? So RG3, who hasn't played uh, since 2020, um, now sh- he said he'd like to play for the Bears or for the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> See, I, I, the one thing about, I'll say about the Bears is not, it, it doesn't feel like they're doing much to really help Justin Fields. Yeah, coasting on through, baby. Like, it Turn just feels forward. like like what you're seeing. Like if you're, what again? We've seen this before. This is kind of what happened. What you got to do is what the Jets are doing with Zach Wilson. What Buffalo did with Josh Allen, and it feels like they're doing the complete opposite, where they just haven't gotten any weapons. They just kind of let Al Robinson go. It doesn't feel like they didn't really stack their offensive line to protect them. They're not really. I know they lost their first round pick, but I'd be worried about him just getting killed again this year. I, yeah. I'd be very concerned if I was a Bears fan because I don't. I feel like they should have just done every pick to just load up and help Justin Fields on offense. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of holes that we gotta we gotta fill defense. Even free agency, they weren't even really that active. They were just not a lot of picks. Not really a lot of picks. Passive. We did. I think if you look, some of the I I was not I was wasn't hugely depressed. Uh, I think we did. You know, in, in terms of it, I, I gave us a sort of a B. In terms of what we've done, I think we have put some... And then hiring together. a defensive coach, I don't know. It all, it all smells bad. New coach, new coach. <laughs> it all new, smells bad. Yeah, new I'm coach, saying. new GM. We're going to have to see how it goes. There was a big thing out of it, because uh, in Chicago, they've just launched a new thing called CHGO Sports. It's a new sports app. Olin Krutz, our former center, uh, was fired uh, because he beat the shit out of someone he worked with. Um, <laughs> typical, typical There's a nice side. Yeah. We're launching a new product, and we just fired one of the guys for beating up someone. Um you know, we talk about being beaten up, and we, we talked about, uh, you know, the, the Browns and, and the Baker and all that stuff. Uh, the Browns, so Hugh Jackson had made this uh, accusation that the Browns had intentionally tanked games, um, which the NFL, of course, investigated, as they should, and it turns out that was a lie. Um, well, they're not going to get yeah, right? They, they've got better lawyers. The NFL's not going to lose these battles. They can't get the integrity of the game. That means more than anything of them, so it's like... It's gonna, you know, see. There's, I just don't think they're ever gonna lose any of those arguments. Well, it's just, it's a hard thing because obviously they're gonna investigate when they do and have it. Unless you got a wire, you got something. Um, but now you've got the Baker situation now too, because it looks like no one's gonna trade for Baker, and and you know the Browns have pretty much said that. Well, we're just told we might have to hold on to him depending on what the Deshaun situation, Deshaun Watson situation is. Yeah, yeah I, I love how like it's like have you met Baker Mayfield like have do you really think like he's gonna be like oh okay oh you want me to well the guy you're replacing with is suspended for sexually pretend, allegedly sexually assaulting 22 women you want me to step in and pick up the pieces of the mess you made oh yeah Baker's a great like it's so hilarious that they even think to even have the balls to even ask him to do that would be hilarious because there's not a chance in hell from the baker we know 
that I could see him ever doing that. <laughs> well, I've seen the commercials, and and Progressive Insurance have given him the keys to that stadium, so he's living. I think it'd just be like every. Wouldn't everyone look like look? You'd be watching him go out there. You'd be like, ah, oh, dude, like like you're being the cuckolded almost. Oh yeah, cuckolded <laughs> and cream pie. It would just feel gross. Like, come on, Baker, don't do this, man. Fuck these guys. Because if anyone was in this situation, like, how could you want to go do it? It's like, no, cut me. You don't want me anymore. Move on. Like, why should I come help you? Like, you literally did treat just absolutely went by my back and just did this terrible contract with a guy who's potentially after I just took him to the playoffs two years ago and won a game. Crazy. Crazy. He'll never do it. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how that all... I'd love for them to ask it. I'd love for it to get filmed. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting. It's, it's just the hindsight of it all when you sort of have these kind of moments. And the big thing also in hindsight, they were talking to Shad Khan, uh, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who admitted uh, that they got uh, Urban Meyer wrong, <laughs> that he was the wrong fit, and that uh, that they, you know, they had Doug Marone, they had Gus Bradley, uh, but that you know they he was still on good footing with those guys, but that uh, Urban the decay. Uh, just a lie. They just said he didn't trust him, right? So yeah. Urban's obviously just like lying to his face because like he believes so much in the Urban Meyer, you know, the aura of, in the in the history of urban meyer that he's just completely a narcissist and it just again the moment he didn't go on the plane after that loss and then mm-hmm. got caught with a girl at a bar that wasn't his wife it was over it was over it just it, just, it was just like this slow decay all right fine when's it gonna happen but that was it there was no coming back from that i think as if you're an owner of the team and that's what you see your coach do uh, yeah it was over right then and there i think he just was trying to figure out like, how can I fire him and not pay him? Yeah, I think it's, it's it, you have this sort of disgusting, I think when you start reading about Urban Meyer, just this arrogance about him that, you know, that, and it probably, as we talk about re- respect and, and the truth, that he was known for maybe bending the truth a little bit. You know, sometimes when you're arrogant, um, you know, you're just going to tell people whatever the hell they want. Um, I don't know that, but uh, it, it's, it's not a good look and it's not good for, for the Jaguars. So hopefully, obviously, things are going to change for them this year. Uh, the other guy who's also said he's gonna he wants to come back, Des Bryant. Des Bryant wants to come back. Lots of people want to come back. <laughs> you know, we'll see. Like, why not? Give him a chance. He's still like he's like going thirty three or something. Thirty two, thirty two, I think. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. We'll see. We'll see. I I can't imagine it, but maybe someone will give him a shot. It is a receiver league now. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, and there's pretty much uh, the only last thing I've sort of got. It's sort of a good news. Uh, Mike Morton, who is uh, used to play, uh, he was drafted by the Rams. I was a lineman uh, and won a Super Bowl in with St. Louis in '99. He's going to become a ref. He's the first, only uh, NFL Super Bowl winning player that's becoming transitioning to a referee. Wow, uh, that's yeah. kind of cool. That is pretty awesome. So then you can yell. That's at what you people. probably need is more ex players becoming refs. Exactly, especially an offensive lineman. Uh, I want to see him be able to run up and down the field because this is yeah. it's not it's not a heavy man's game doing doing running up and down all that stuff. So. Anyway, that's it for this podcast, folks. Exciting news that we've got the London Games uh, and the draft. So now it's just it's just a matter of waiting the next few months until training camp. It is May. August will hopefully come a lot quicker than we think. That's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out NFLinLondon.com. We'll have all the stuff on there for you to just, just play around. <laughs>